This is Two Guys in a River. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. We're two lifelong friends who love fly fishing for trout. Our podcast is all about helping you catch more fish and deepening your love of the time you spend on the river. We are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. This summer and fall, Dave went all European on me. He learned the art of Euro-nymphing. I have to admit I wasn't that intrigued until I saw him fish a run on a creek in Montana a couple weeks ago and pull out one trout after another. So today we're going to talk about Euro-nymphing, what it is, what you need in order to do it, and why you might consider it. Uh, Dave, I guess we're two guys and a Euro-nympher, and you're the man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> let's just let's just state up front. I have no business talking about Euro nymphing other than I tried it and I kind of liked it and it was harder than I thought. And you, you caught know. some fish. I did yeah. catch some fish. You know, I I do have to tell the story. So we were fishing this creek with a friend. So it was there were three of us fishing and and Steve had gone up farther than I did. I at some point got frustrated with the creek and I so I decided to come back down, and, and I found this run that I thought, you know, I should try this Euro-nymphing thing I've been trying, you know, and it was a perfect run for it. And I got set up, and by that time, Stephen and, and our partner, our friend, came back, and they were sitting having lunch. And I think in the course of about 45 minutes, I caught like 10 fish. Yeah, you did. And it, it was... and. It was the first time that I had that kind of success. And isn't it fun when you do it in front of an audience? Oh, it was just, it was, it was like I was the expert, you know? Oh, man. So, but I just want to stay at a front. I have no business talking about it. And those of you who are experts, you're going to cough, turn your head, and, and turn this off, uh, I think. But I just wanted to tell my story, just the struggle to learn it, what I did, yeah. some basic things that I learned, and to see if, in fact, you want to try it or you can benefit from it, then please do. absolutely. Hey, maybe you'll convince me. So, Dave, whatever got you interested in Euro-nymphing in the first place? It really was at the urging of one of our listeners, Glenn Zarboni, who's a a fly fishing guide up in the Adirondacks in New York, and he runs a guiding service up there, and a couple others. People said, you know, would you talk about this on on your episode? I think what they were looking for (laughs) is a real expert. But uh, for starters, you have me. I decided to give it a try. In fact, it took me a bunch of months, maybe six months from the time I said, okay, I'm going to commit to this to actually catch a few fish. Now, I don't fish 100 days a year. I fish roughly, what do we fish, 20 days yeah, a year? Yeah, something like something that. Something like that. But I do remember you talking about it a lot. That's my story, and, and it took me about six months to get to that point where I was catching fish. So how did you get started? I mean, if, if somebody says, hey, I'd like to do this, where in the world do you start? So the first thing that I did was, and I did this probably in April, you know, six months ago, was I just started looking at videos. So I started Googling videos and, and, you know, there's just so much out there. It's overwhelming. Yeah. And there's pages mm-hmm. and pages on when you, when you search this and there's different ways to Euro nymph, right? There's a Czech nymphing and there's French, you know, leader nymph or French nymphing. There's different ways to do it. So the, the first thing you learn is there's a kabillion ways to do this. And just like when you started fly fishing the first time, it's a little bit overwhelming. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I did. I just started watching some videos. And the second thing I did was I picked up a book uh, that had just come out by a guy named Jonathan White. It's called Nymphing the New Way, French Leader Fishing for Trout. And so 
it was a really help. And I actually read the book. You know, so often when you, you get a book that's practical like that, I'll read the first few pages, skim it, look in the yeah. table of contents. Yeah. But I actually read the whole thing. And it, now it's not all about the practical side. It talks about some of the competitors, what they use, the history of it. But it was good. It, so I recommend the book, and I also would recommend the videos. Now, Dave, I know that a lot of Euro-nymphers use a longer fly rod uh, than... Yeah, than we typically would. We, we're using nine foot, typically nine foot six weight. But uh, is that necessary? Did, did you end up getting a different rod? I intended to. And then I thought, you know, what if I just try this and use my nine foot? So mm-hmm. what I was intending to purchase was a 10 foot three weight or a 10 foot two weight. Mm-hmm. So, but I decided, nah. You know, and I looked at a couple of videos, and there was actually one that said, just use your, your existing rod and try it. And, and so with Euro-nymphing, the general recommendation is to purchase a longer rod. But I just decided that, you know, one foot can't make that much difference, at least at my level of skill. So I'm not competitively Euro-nymphing. Yeah. So, so I think one barrier to trying something new like this is feeling like you have to get all this new gear. So... I had been looking at a moonshine 10-foot three-weight rod, but I decided not to do that and just decided to fish um, using my own rod. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, Dave, what about tackle like leaders and fly line? What would you recommend? Well, you definitely need different tackle. And and the biggest thing, of course, is the leader. So you have to start with a longer leader. And I think I purchased one from Rio, but it, it has to be a, a you know a Euro nymphing leader. So yes. I purchased mm-hmm. a 11 foot leader with, with a tippet ring at the end. Um, it also included what is called cider material at the end, which is like colored leader uh, near the bottom of it. So I purchased a Rio and I and I actually, I purchased two of them to make sure I had you know enough on hand. You know, you push more, purchase more than you needed. Yeah. So you you simply attach the leader to your regular fly line. Now that's actually a whole nother issue. Is I just use I just continue to use my weight forward, which I chip, mm-hmm. typically use for streamers if, the, yeah. if it's not a deep river or and or uh, dry flies. So now there are those who use French leader. Uh, do euro nymphing and they cast long you know like you know just like you do for you know typical okay typical nymphing right Mm -hmm. but but for what's called short casting you don't really use your line at all Mm -hmm. so i i decided you know i'm not even going to use um i'm not going to change my line either so i did read in the book nymphing the new way they did a profile of some of the different uh competitor competitive fly fishers and one was a guy named colin from the u.s and he actually uses double tapered on his now he's probably casting way out there simply because Mm -hmm. he wants the option to be able to do dry fly fishing as well at times so again i just used my same rod and i thought "Eh, if it's just really the leader then i'm not going to change my my uh line as well have I heard you said that some use a, a level line? They do. They use level line. Man, I could have done that back when I first started. That's yeah. all I could afford. <laughs> right, exactly. So for for short range nymphing and you're simply, you know, you're really casting yeah. only the length of the leader. Mm-hmm. So you're not using your actual line to get the to get the fly out there. It's just really different in kind from from typical fly fishing. Wow. Well, before we continue our discussion of Euronymphing, here's a brief word about our sponsor, Dr. Squatch Soap Company. Hey, Steve, do you know that I am looking forward to Christmas this year? 
Really? Why is that, Dave? Because for the first time, I have a really great gift idea for all the guys in my family. We have a lot of guys. The Fly Fisher's Book of Lists. Oh, that wonderful book that you and I wrote in uh, 2017. Yeah. I guess that was so last year, though, right? That is so last year. This no, year. It's Dr. Squatch Men's Soap. Oh, yeah. It's great. And what I like, too, is they have some gift boxes. You can get a gift box of uh, uh, soaps or a gift box that has a shave kit. Uh, this is the subtle way to say this holiday season, you stink. <laughs> well, my guess is when they open it up, their face will fall. They'll kind of give that old, oh, this is really great, and think, what did you just give me? Yeah. But the moment they oh, use Dr. Squatch soap, they will be hooked. If they love it as much as we do, it really is terrific stuff. So go to drsquatch.com, put in the promo code Two guys and receive 20% off your first order. That's the number two with the word guys. Do it today. All right, we're talking in this episode about Euronymphing. Dave, what about flies? Will the nymphs in your fly box work, or do you need something else? I suppose they, they will, but uh, what's recommended are these jig nymphs, these weighted Euro jig nymphs. Mm -hmm. they're, they're a little heavier, and they have the eyelet uh, to the side as opposed to on top of it. Interesting. Why is that? You know? I think it's because when you're doing Euronymphing, what you're doing is you want that fly, I think it's not to get snagged as much, to be yeah, honest with you. Yeah, that makes sense. So okay. it's weighted because with Euronymphing, you're not adding split shot. Okay. So, so, and your bottom fly is the heavy, it's typically the heavier fly as opposed to Generally, you put a bigger fly at the top, and then you drop mm -hmm. one off if you're doing traditional okay. nymph fishing with a with a strike indicator. So I purchased some basic ones. I think I did uh, 14 and size 16, size 16 and 14. I did Rainbow Warriors. I did a um, beadhead. Uh, I didn't do Prince Nymph. I did the Pheasant Tail, mm -hmm. and I also did the Hare's Ear. And I, you know what I got? I, I when I was reading this book, Nymphing the New Way. The Colin, who's the American competitive fly fisher, he 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 lists the nymphs he likes. He said these yeah. work all over, and so I just got wow. three of those, and okay. I use these typically as well. But these are the the tungsten jig nymphs, right? So they're okay. weighted, and the eyelets on the side as opposed to on the top. So Dave, what would you say are the main challenges you face when you get started? So the first thing is just getting the setup, right? So I decided again not to do the rod, not to do the lines, because you're casting the leader. That's what you're yeah, casting. You're okay. not using your line. So this is really short range casting. Okay. So you need so after you have your leader, so I had eleven foot leader, then you tie on your tippet. And so I added probably two lengths of two foot tippet. That's what I did. And again, it depends on the run you're fishing. And so you tie your bottom fly, your weighted bottom fly on the bottom, and you tie another one at the tag end of where the two tippets meet. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. So it was interesting when we were in that run and you, were, you and our friend was, uh, were, uh, were eating lunch, I actually caught most of them off the top fly. Huh. It's just wow. quirky because yeah. it, it hangs down, and I think it's because it, it, the way it hangs in the water. Mm -hmm. But um, So the thing is getting it set up, right? So you have your leader, then you have one length of tippet, maybe two feet or two lengths, okay. depending on, or you can just use one long. The problem is you need that fly, uh, that top fly, to be off a tag end, and I don't want it near the... 
as at the tip, but that's why I do right. two lengths of okay. it. Okay. Right? Yeah. So so casting is extremely awkward. It's unbelievably <laughs> awkward. It's huh. just so different, right? So you don't have you're not really loading your rod like you are, mm -hmm. you know, when you're casting out of yeah. wings. You're almost like lobbing this thing, mm -hmm. and it takes a little while to. It's it's so awkward. I mean, <laughs> it makes you feel like you're learning how to yeah. cast all over again. And I I don't cast well to start with, so sure. so it's extremely extremely awkward. Well, let me ask you this. If you're not casting very far, how does this work in bigger rivers? I think it doesn't. So I think it. there are just certain types of creeks that this works on and runs that this works on. If you can get almost on top of it, mm -hmm. or it's just to the, you know, up and to the right of you. Yeah. I have a hard time if I'm casting that thing from left to right. I mean, yeah. I, I can cast mm -hmm. from right to yeah. left, but so, but it does depend on the, the stream. I just don't think every stream, like for example, when you and I fished Quake Lake and we were fishing streamers, that would not, no, now, no. if I would have been a professional French leader <clears throat> nymphing guru, I suppose right. it would have worked. you could have. Mm -hmm. But it was, it was just, a, it was a lot longer cast, casting in the wind, mm -hmm. you know, deeper runs, just yeah. the whole setup was not, I think, perfect for, yeah. for music. So I, I recommend smaller creeks. I think some of the s small spring right. creeks that we fish in the Minnesota Driftless. Yeah, that would be perfect. Yeah, uh -huh. you know, the Canfield yeah. Creek and are, are perfect for sure. it. So, and bigger rivers, if, if you know a river real well and know that, hey, there's there's some runs that are right literally at my feet. Yes, yeah, then, and that's true with the Madison. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you can get on top of some of these runs. Mm -hmm. And now there's also long-range casting, right, which... That's a whole different, I have not done that, so I can't speak to that. Um, but in a sense, you're casting the length of your leader. So think about that when yeah. you're thinking about the, the size of run and the size of creek or river that you're fishing. Mm -hmm. So any other advice, Dave, that, that you'd offer? This has been helpful, really really informative. What else might you say? That would... One of the big things was one of our listeners, I think it was Chuck Marshall, but I I hesitate to even say his name, but he sent us a video on the infinity knot. And I'd never used the infinity knot to tie uh, tippet together or tie leader to tippet yeah. or tippet to tippet. And, and if you go to our website and just type in infinity knot, you'll see a video that yep. I posted mm -hmm. that comes from, I think it's from him, on how to tie the infinity knot. It is the most simple knot to tie the <laughs> It really tip it is. And I've, tip it to tip it. I've used a surgeon's for so many years, and this is, this is you start it like a surgeon's, but then literally just one flip and pull stuff through. It's, it's like, literally Whoa. 10 seconds for yeah. me, and they never break for me. Because you know right away whether you've yeah. tied it correctly. Mm -hmm. Man. So that is great because you're tying tippet. I mean, this you need to be able to tie tippet to tippet, mm -hmm. tippet to leader. Yeah. You know, um, obviously, if you have the tippet ring at the end of the big French leader, you're you're using a clinch or double clinch. But um, you need to be able to learn to tie the infinity knot. So I I've really enjoyed. It's just made fishing all across the board so much more yeah. easy for me. So. The other, yeah, again, I said to you, you know, depending on the de the depth, you may need to tie on a couple lengths of tippet. Okay. I chose to do two because I wanted um, at the that the bottom length of it, I wanted that where where the the two tippets tied together. I wanted to tie my second fly there, and so um, that's that's what I did. I, okay. I tied two lengths of tippet after the tippet ring on the leader. So the other thing is tie the bigger fly in the bottom, the smaller one on the top. You could probably use a regular nymph at the top but the bottom one probably needs to be one of those weighted jig okay, nymphs okay that makes sense and um 
and the other thing, at the end of the day, this is one of those classic things with fly fishing. You have to fail at it a lot. So <laughs> yeah. I started doing this in Colorado this summer, and I thought, nah, not going to do it. Then I did it in September, early September when I was fishing in Minnesota Driftless on Canfield Creek with my brother. He was fishing with his son, and I was helping them fish that day, and I started doing it. And I just, I started, I did it for about an hour. I didn't catch anything, and it was just awkward, so I said, forget it. So I didn't do it again until mm -hmm. we were out in Montana, and I did it because I thought, you know, I've already caught a bunch of fish on streamers yeah. today. Let's just try this. I, I thought that you guys were going to be up a long time, and I thought, well... I better get used to fishing alone today, so I may <laughs> yeah. as well try this. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I, I did the setup. So and um, so you just have to fail. Yeah. I mean, isn't that not fly fishing? Oh boy, it you sure can't is. Learn by, I nope. mean, you can learn some basic things from a video, yeah. but at the end of the day, you have to you do gotta it. Fail it. So yep, you do. I wouldn't say I'm a I'm great at nymphing the new way, as they say, but I, I've tasted it and I enjoy it. Well, yeah, so let me ask you this question, and you've alluded to this already, but did you succeed? Uh, by the way, let the record show that I'm lobbing you a softball with this question. Is that, is that how you wanted me to ask this, Dave? No, seriously, tell us, tell us about your success. So my, my, my success was, was on our trip to Montana. So while you were doing streamers that day on, on the Yellowstone, I spent a couple hours euro nymphing yeah and there were a couple really nice runs on the well there's beautiful tons of runs and actually it worked because the runs are near yeah the they bank. were close to the, the shore. problem mm -hmm. is there's brush up against the bank and it's really hard to get a nice cast given yeah. how awkward it is to cast <laughs> yeah. but i did i caught a couple on on uh on that one run yeah and i remember you saying hey steve come here and i thought oh wow i must have caught a 25 inch cutthroat or something but yeah it was your no. first one on <laughs> it's probably a 14 Euro inch or 13 yeah. inch cutthroat it was really nice though that but was cool. so i did catch fish that day so i only caught a couple that day on uh uh you know euro nipping but the big day really was two days later when we were on that other creek yeah and i just hit it and not only when that moment where when you and i when you and our friend were sitting there having lunch and i caught like 10 yeah you went on ahead of me and i went down the river and caught fish in almost every run man that's and crazy it, it was just amazing in fact the last run right by the by the cars where we parked i sat and caught two or three big rainbows out of there wow so it's amazing how uh euro nymphing changes uh nymph fishing i'm pretty sure given my skills with the other type of, of nymphing that i would not have caught those fish so i did have some success i would not say on any level that i have a even a modicum of expertise in this but it, it's given me enough taste to say you know what i think i'm going to continue to pursue this i don't know that i'm even going to change rods yeah to be honest with you sure well, I'm going to be watching. If you catch more fish, you're on nymphing. Then I'm going to, I'm going to be a, a convert as well. <laughs> so uh, you know, the big idea of this whole thing, the trick is really to learn. If you're going to learn how to euro nymph, just lower your expectations, take baby steps, do a modicum of research, and just play no. around with it. I don't think there are any rules on this. No, there's not. Hey, that's good advice, Dave. Uh, time for great stuff from our listeners. Here's a hilarious comment by Bill on our on our podcast on fly fishing on a family vacation. I love this. He says, my wife's last fishing trip with me was memorable. 
I booked a trip with a guide in Northern California to fish for steelhead in the morning on the Feather River and fish for shad in the afternoon on the Lower Sack. I made reservations at a nice RV park with all the hookups and close to town so my wife could walk uh, during the day. First mistake, the town was not in walking distance. <laughs> Uh-oh. Then I met the guide at sunrise at the boat ramp. We launched and were about half mile down river when my cell phone rang. Now usually I leave my phone in the truck, but I forgot. The unknown caller on ID turned out to be my wife. She got up to walk the dog and locked herself out of the trailer. She was using the neighbor's cell phone to call. Our drift would take us right by the RV park, but naturally I had left the trailer keys in my truck. The guide began to row back to the launch when I remembered that the bike door on I remembered the bike door on the trailer. So I had my wife try that door and gratefully it was unlocked. However, the neighbor had to boost her into the bike door, but beside embarrassment, everything turned out a-okay. But that was a second bad moment for her. So, I fished the morning, returned for lunch, and left for shad fishing. The shad fishing went very well, except we did not get off the river until 9 o'clock at night. I did not know in advance that the trip would go that late. Back to the trailer at 10 p.m. My wife was not happy to say the least. Third mistake. The second day of fishing was exactly the same, just without the lockout, but still another late return, and my wife is really not happy now. The next day, we toured the area, doing all I could to make up to her, but that was the last time she agreed to go on a fishing-only trip. Now she stays home, and I call 1-800-Flowers for a delivery while I'm gone. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, I love man. it. Have you not experienced oh, the hostility in the house when you come home, like, three or four hours later than oh, you said. I know. When There's we, just this unbelievable tension. Yeah, years ago when we lived in Paradise Valley for a few months, and we were going to a concert in Bozeman, and I was working on a ranch, but I got off. I had most of the day off, so my brothers and I went up to uh, Tower Fall, below Tower, to fish, and I told my <laughs> wife, yeah, I'll be back. Well, I, I got there like five minutes before we were supposed to leave, and... And so ever since then, she's referred to, f <laughs> is this real time or fishing time? <laughs> it's always fishing oh, time. Man. No matter what you say, you're oh, always I there later. I'm going to North Dakota it. to hunt in a couple weeks. And and we when we go back, my brother and I go back, I take a boy or two, son or two, he takes a couple mm -hmm. kids. And my mom, even though after 35 years of hunting, 40, whatever mm -hmm. at the time, we, come yeah. we go back, she always likes to put a meal together mm -hmm. now she's not able to do that as much now that you know at 84 but we always say to her hey we're not going to be home till dark and because we're hunting <laughs> yeah. right until and and so no matter if we say it's seven it's always mm -hmm. 8 30 yes and then the hostility you know That's then right. and my mom is wonderful yeah. don't get me wrong <laughs> I know. but then you're eating in silence it's true <laughs> I know. Well, on that note, we better say, hey, this is a wrap. It'll do it for today. Uh, what insights would you add to Dave's about learning to Euronymph? Please, Dave needs help. I Please need help. send them. <laughs> oh, you can tell us by commenting on this podcast link at twoguysintheriver.com. What tips can you pass along about the art of Euronymphing? Thank you so much for referring our podcast. This is so important to us. Just so grateful continue to do that just forward on our email alert that we send out each week to 
uh, folks in your TU chapter, or if you even haven't signed up for that, which uh, there's a widget that appears on our website when you hit the site, um, and sign up for our emails as well. So thank you so much for your referrals. Also, thanks so much for episode ideas. We take those seriously. And I think we've almost used every one. Uh, this this topic actually on your own nymphing yeah. came from one of our listeners. Yeah, I think I do. you were I think you were probably looking for an expert. Sorry about that. But yeah, sorry um, for the letdown. <laughs> sorry for the letdown. <laughs> Um, one more thing, if you haven't yet purchased our book, The Fly Fisher's Book of Lists, Life is Short, Catch More Fish, you can do so on Amazon. Hey, I haven't looked at the New York Times bestseller list, but we, we've got to be on that, Yeah, right? one or two. We're yeah. number one or two, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my, we wish. Well, hey, thanks again for listening. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. Until next time, we are Two Guys in a River. For the love of Euronymphing. Actually, no, for the love of fly, fly fishing. fishing.